Welcome to the 10-Minute Healthcare Marketing Podcast, a program dedicated to helping you grow your dental or healthcare practice. We discuss exactly what you need to do to get more patients using the internet, to increase your search rankings, and to be seen as the leader in your local market. In each episode, you'll learn strategies to help you increase your online visibility. We'll teach you how you can convert your website visitors into new patients and get more calls from your website. If you've ever wondered why you don't show up in local search results, whether or not you should get involved with social media, how your competitors have so many reviews, if Google Ads are worth it or anything else related to online marketing, then you've come to the right place. We discuss all this and more on our weekly podcast. Thank you for joining us. This is the 10-Minute Healthcare Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Tyson Downs. This is episode 88, and today we're going to be talking about increasing your practice revenue. First, we're going to leave you with some motivation. That quote is, feeling blue? Change your color. Hmm. True, right? I'm as guilty as this as anybody. You know, I get down, get grumpy, get, get uh, fixated on things that are, aren't going right at times, but it's you. You're the person that can change that. You don't want to be somebody that's so influenced by your outside, the things that are going on outside of your life, that it determines who you are and how you act and your happiness. You're the one that can determine that. And it's extremely important for you to be able to do that. And I say this and I'm speaking to myself probably more than anybody else. So as I said, today we're going to be talking about five ways that you can increase the revenues for your practice. Of course, you know, we all want more revenues, more profit, and you probably thought of some of these ways, but perhaps you didn't implement them for one reason or or another, but let's go ahead and we're going to talk about them. We know that the Affordable Care Act, you know, it's brought upon a lot of changes as far as insurance regulations and you know, for many, it's a source of ongoing frustration, you know, both for your staff and for the doctors. So a lot of things has changed as far as reimbursements, who you, what you're covering, what you're not, who you have to see and how much you're working and additional staff that's perhaps you've had to hire to help with the increased workload or paperwork, whatever it is, you know, things have changed. So let's talk about those five ways. First way is pretty obvious. You can control costs. And costs are something that is so important there. They can get out of out of whack, out of line so easily. It's just a matter of a little bit more here. You know, maybe you're upgrading your patient management software and it's a little bit more money. Okay, yeah, that's hundred dollars a month. Perhaps you're the company that comes and cleans your building, you know, they're increasing theirs fifty dollars a month. So okay, so we're up to one fifty a month. You have just done your yearly evaluations and giving some raises to some employees and there's an extra $300 a month. So you're up to what $450 a month and it's just on and on. Things can, costs can go crazy if you don't pay extremely close attention to them. And some people may call you obsessive if you're managing your costs really closely and reviewing all the additional costs that come into your business, but it's your business. It's your practice. You have to do that. So all that being said, it's important for us. It's important for everybody that owns a business to really have a focus on controlling these costs. Medical practices, they usually begin with good procedures and policies that govern daily operations, but a lot of times they don't last. You're going to get busy. And as you grow more and more, it's going to be hard for you to manage this. 
So we've seen that medical office employees often, they fail to accurately verify recorded write-offs and they fail to properly handle charge reconciliations. We see that all the time. So, and it doesn't take long for people to be complacent. And, you know, before long, you're starting to either your revenue is starting to be flat or you're declining. So extremely important to control costs. And I recommend at least on every other month basis for you to go through, and this isn't fun, not at all, but you to go through by line item. And of course, it's important if you have a bookkeeper that they're reviewing that on, on a regular basis, but you're the one that knows your business more than anybody else. So number one, control costs. Number two, look and listen to your patients. So of course, you're going to have certain demographics of patients that you typically see, and you're going to want to pay attention to see how your practice is meeting those needs. You're able to create new opportunities for services or perhaps cost-cutting measures by really, really getting to know your patients and their needs. So you can get this just through interacting with them when you're in, they're in your office. You can get it through patient reviews, through feedback. And if you pay attention to this feedback that they give you in the review sites, you know, it's it's not often the doctor or the practitioner they're having a problem with. A lot of times it's the staff and you can have the best staff in the world, but if somebody just rubs somebody the wrong way, they're going to have a prejudice against them. So complaints against your staff, that can potentially be an indicator that there's a problem and that can impact the patient volume and how often people are coming back. So really make sure you pay attention to what your patients are saying when they come into your office and then follow up with what's being said online. Three, offer ancillary services. I'm a big proponent of having a a niche, having a specialty and really focusing on that. But it's extremely important that you're able to offer additional services that can potentially, of course, grow your practice, but help out your patients. So who and what doctors, what practitioners typically offer ancillary services? 31% of anesthesiologists do, 20% of family practitioners, 20% of internists, 19% of OBGYNs, 33% of orthopedic surgeons, and 18% of pediatricians. And there's a lot of different additional services, complementary services that you can offer. And some of them include, you can have a pharmacy service at your location. Another one is you can provide physical therapy. Maybe you're not the person to provide that, but if you have a sports medicine facility, orthopedic clinic, you know, then it's perhaps a good thing to consider partnering with the physical therapist and having them in your office or at a location in your building. You can offer toxicology tests. You can offer allergy testing. You can offer alternative treatments. You know, treatments like acupuncture are becoming extremely popular, but these usually don't go hand in hand with modern medicine, but it's slowly changing. You can offer urgent care services. According to the UCAA, typical urgent care clinics had an average of 357 patients per week at $118 per patient. And the average revenue is estimated at $2.1 million. So it's something to consider. Cosmetic or beauty services, we're seeing a lot of med spas pop up these days, and they can be a good revenue driver for clinics. So, you know, something that you're going to want to think about. Things that people typically offer at these spas are complete dermal fillers, laser hair removal, spot removal, Botox, body contouring, and so on. And last one I'm going to mention is nutritional counseling. You can do this if you've been trained in this or bring somebody in, you know, as a contractor or a part-time employee that offers this nutritional counseling. Number four, look at medical practice benchmarks. So you can look to see what you're doing as far as year over year, month over month, and that's great and it's important to do. But 
another thing that you need to do is to look at your key metrics against regional and specialty providers in your area. And by doing this, you're going to be able to see, you know, am I charging too much, too little? And we actually have a blog post where I talked about this, at least for for dentists, about what's being charged, how much they're charging, and how it impacts their revenue. And I'll go ahead and I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. Number five, use smart scheduling. So you're, no doubt you're going to be having no-shows to your practice and unfilled appointments. And it's important the, for you to be able to maintain and increase your revenue, that these are minimized as much as possible. So go ahead and and consider moving away from wave scheduling to modified wave scheduling. If you're not familiar with that term, wave scheduling is appointments were scheduled at the top of the hour and modified wave scheduling, on the other hand, sets two appointments at the hour, one at quarter past and the other at half past. And this will allow doctors to use the last part of each hour for documentation follow-up calls. By optimizing the doctor's time, patients will experience better care and then patients will be happier and increased patient satisfaction of course can get you better feedback online more reviews online and going to allow you to grow your practice grow your revenues that way so you know there's really no one size fits all for every medical practice but if you take these five things you should be able to take at least one or two items from this list to help you grow your revenues to grow your practice it's just a matter of you putting it into place Now let's go ahead and we'll review those five things. Number one is control your costs. Number two, listen to your patients. Number three, offer additional services. Number four, review practice benchmarks. And number five, schedule smarter. So there you have it. Episode 88 is in the books. If you enjoyed this podcast, then we would love to have you as a follower in social media. So go ahead and follow us at Titan Web Agency. Next week, we are going to be talking about how much time should you spend on social media. So be sure to join us in episode 89 for how much time you should spend on social media. Until next time, be positive, be happy, and be proactive. And your business, like life, is what you make of it. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the 10-Minute Healthcare Marketing Podcast. Implementing just one of the tips you heard today will help your practice move one step closer toward dominating your local market. If you've got more questions or you're looking for recaps, show notes, or even more resources to help you grow your practice, check us out online at healthcaremarketingpodcast.com.